Anyway, I, I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I feel like we can all resonate with this in some capacity. And sometimes we need more than just someone to say, yes, it exists. Because we're saying that 100%, it totally exists. Those feelings are valid. We get you. <laughs> but we want to give you more than just like the validation. Like, here, what can we do about it? You know? So. Well, always practical. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome everyone to today's episode. Hello. We, we are so excited to be here. We're in person recording again today. Again, another accident, but happy accident. Ugh, it's a happy accident. I'm No, I'm trying to take all the positive pieces of it and just, I'm channeling all the positivity. No, tell me. But tell I'm me. a little frustrated. <laughs> how, how long has it been now? The internet has been down at my house for three friggin' weeks. That's a long time. So. When it wasn't supposed, was it supposed to be like a get just get it fixed and it's back up, i mean right? it's a little so we our landlords are they live on the property that we also live on and we kind of live on a small house like all the way across the property oh and so the house isn't close to each other no it's it's like you know five acres away from each other sort of oh. thing and so they one of my landlords is a computer software engineer so he knows what he's doing <laughs> he's like wait what <laughs> so he does he does all his own like jerry rigging of really cool connection so we had like great internet great speed all the things which is so surprising on a piece of property yeah. like that mm-hmm. um especially in like a relatively rural area we're like mm-hmm. yes this is so great <laughs> um and it went down you know because of whatever issues and so he's having trouble like figuring out exactly what the problem is because <sighs> it's such a like Logistical. I think it's I think it's more complicated than we all think it is as far yeah. as and he gets it but we don't get it so, yeah and also it just could be hardware men aren't the best communicators sometimes <laughs> not all the time sometimes, sometimes I'm... so I'm <laughs> this the all of the liaising for this issue is going between my husband and our landlord and I'm like <laughs> oh. and I'm getting <laughs> I'm like ready to like really start venting a lot about it um and my husband is a fixer by nature so if i am like i am frustrated with this he's like i'm frustrated because i can't fix it (laughs) so it's not as simple as like calling the internet provider because that's not the problem it's throwing the signal across the property so it's not like some something i can pay someone to fix oh they have internet oh gosh and it's not like they're forgetting about us like it's just but it's not as urgent for them correct and yeah. also it didn't get dealt with initially because he was like oh your internet still isn't working and it was like a week and a half and i was like mm. 
is not no i thought that was like really clear like i'm trying not to complain so anyways right now, this but. is me i'm using my 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 safe space on rebel heart radio to vent about this because i can't say very much on social media because they follow me on social media <laughs> but yeah, hopefully yeah, they don't hundreds of other I, people i love i love them so much i love our landlords it's such a wonderful and beautiful situation that we have but it has been frustrating and i have internet so, so what's like different for you like how 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 well, is your i mean i have changed? to leave the house to work i don't have mm-hmm. great cell service at my house either. i wondered so mm-hmm. i mean i have cell service but it's kind of intermittent so i'll like walk into a part of the house with my phone and like get 50 messages all of a sudden oh. which just makes me want to run the other way i'm literally yeah. like you know when it That's comes in when it comes in gradually like you could deal with it yeah. just fine so I've definitely been forced to start batching more with oh, my messages, gosh. which is actually kind of good for me. Mm-hmm. And then I've had to get out of the house to do some work, which was one of the things that we kind of all determined after I did my business mastermind that was really important for my mental health Yeah, to get out of the house to work. So anything that isn't a task that requires me to be, you know, with my product at home or shooting photos for recipes or whatever, I need to get out of the house. Get out of Dodge. Yeah. I think the interesting piece is, to to realize for me that just because I can work from home doesn't mean I should work from home. <laughs> yeah. And I love the like hustle and bustle of a coffee shop. It makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. It's like being in a restaurant. I was just going to say something like home. My happy space. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so that has been the like bane of my existence for the last few weeks and I've gotten pretty you're going to get used to that flow and then it's going to change and you're going to be like, eh, I'll just stay here. <laughs> well, and that's kind of, I'm trying to stay positive about it because I feel like it's forced me to be a lot more present at home, which I was trying to do anyway. Yeah. Now I'm just being forced into like, it. I can't but imagine But the frustrating part, <laughs> I want that to be a choice for me, not someone yeah. forcing me. Like, right? Something Ooh, has yeah. power over me. Your enemy <laughs> is like, what? <laughs> Say what? Uh, <laughs> I yeah I'm like this is I I need this to be my choice please I know in case you're new around here Cassie's an Enneagram 8 and what what would you say their overarching theme for 8s is uh you don't necessarily want to have all the power you just don't want anyone to have power over you is that autonomy I mean basically yeah yeah. like the ultimate autonomy right ain't nobody tell me what to do (laughs) I've been like that since I was like five years old. By I the way, it. Uh, oh, and by the way, my son is going through a period of that right now. Which I, think is so I have. Um, he's throwing <laughs> these huge bits, and we have tried everything. And trust me, please do not send me advice on this. Um, I we have, we've tried so many things, and he he's get he's clearly like trying to exercise and see with the boundaries we're testing boundaries Mm -hmm. it's normal i'm like god this is a phase like please tell me this is a phase i know um but knock down drag out i'm not gonna do that i won't do anything i'm like okay you're my power struggle well and the whole time his, his whole life so far we've looked at him and said like oh josh that's your kid right there and now we're like oh Oh, there's cassie Cassie, that's your kid right there (laughs) i was a pretty i was a pretty tough tough little one as far as you know kind of the power struggle and mm-hmm. saying no and all of that so we'll see maybe we're making a little headway somewhere a little yeah. nine wing eight a little eight wing mm-hmm. nine maybe yeah. my husband's an enneagram nine for those of you who didn't know that too so and anyways. you're all going to be in the same house oh great <laughs> so great <laughs> it is great it, it is but great. It, that's been a struggle you can, you can too. teach him the ways yeah and try to tell and he okay so my son doesn't watch that much like 
programming mm-hmm. every once in a while he gets to watch some pbs kids or whatever and uh we'll throw it up for him like a couple times a week as like a great tool yeah try to explain to a three-year-old that the internet is down oh yeah he's like excuse me <laughs> like what do you mean so, you can't well, turn it on so he thinks it's my choice not <gasps> to turn it on oh. and i'm like oh this is not my choice <laughs> like, oh my gosh that's so different i my would kids choose would, i would just go it's i would choose dinosaur train right now okay mm-hmm. i would choose it so anyways oh gosh <laughs> that's so hard when they're not quite at that logic age yet or it's like they're approaching it like oh he's getting there he definitely understands it more but yeah you it know it's is. rough is when they they're you know that they've got the tools for the logic and they're not using it yes that's fun i'm like okay we are clearly not accessing yeah we're clearly not accessing that part of our brain right now oh gosh well i'm happy that you're like you seem like you're thriving like the last two times i've seen you you seem much more rested than i've seen you before i slept until eight today what i know really it was so beautiful maybe it was like 7 40 still wait what time are you going to bed i went to bed late last night (laughs) (laughs) still that's but but (laughs) i met i met myself where i was at and i was like okay if you're gonna you know go to bed late you're gonna sleep sleep in and my son just managed to cooperate which was a miracle that is a miracle it's a miracle of none of my kids sleep in ever well my kid doesn't sleep i mean eight is like really sleeping in for him yeah like like seriously yeah both my kids they've (laughs) as they've gotten older they've learned to just go get yourself some food (laughs) don't wake mama up quite yet Mm. i feel like the solution for your kids a lot of times is to go get themselves some food i mean i usually see them when they get home from school and they are ravenous i swear they don't eat their lunch i you know you never know maybe like, there's what? some trades going on maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> honestly i mean Lucy. i was always bartering in like grade school yeah like i i they they watch them really closely because there's so many food allergies oh, in the school yeah, that they're not you allowed just can't to do that mm-hmm. they're yeah, not allowed it's to. not a thing anymore i know but it, i've watched lucy come home <laughs> over the last like week and a half or two and i know that girl's got blood sugar issues going on she's got insulin something or other somewhere like we're still just trying to figure it out but she comes home and it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. If she hasn't eaten her lunch, it is painfully obvious. Mm. Like she threw the best. Okay, she's almost six. Right, guys. Okay. She almost threw the most epic temper tantrum from the car door to the front door <laughs> that I've ever seen. And it was like all I could do to not laugh at her because it was so. And normally, I honestly, it actually makes me upset. But this time I was like this is like a whole nother level like what is this i mean she was like dragging her backpack on the ground and like flailing her head around and i was like what's going on and she went in the house and paxton and my mom just kind of like disappeared you know they just let her deal with her thing because you can't reason you can't reason with her you can't comfort her you all you can do is hand her some food sometimes (laughs) other times she just you have to let it ride out and then it's like you give her some food, wait like five minutes, give her some snuggles, and then she's back. And I'm like, there you are. Okay. Yeah, it's usually food and attention for my son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, parenting. Oh, parenting. Oh, joys. <laughs> so many joys. How are you? Uh, I'm good. 
I actually am really good. <laughs> Tell us why. Oh, okay. Cassie's laughing at me because I mentioned briefly <laughs> what I was going to say right before. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I've been on this journey probably for 10 years. Like I've been trying to balance out my body. I It's like ever since I having kids, my oldest is nine, right? Nine and a half actually. And so you can imagine like with pregnancy and blah, 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 like it's been like 10 years of just what is happening to my body and i think so many of our listeners can relate to that it has been such a weird female hormone cascade yeah it's it's crazy i mean i had issues before i was diagnosed with meniere's like Mm -hmm. four or five years before i had my son um so clearly there were other things going on in my body but it's like you know it just kind of hit the fan after having kids so anyway backstory like (laughs) I just I feel like I've been trying to balance my body out and that's kind of how I came to be who I am today is just trying to have a good life like trying to get my body back to where I'm like okay I I don't have to think about how to like how do I feel today like and I think that's going to be a forever thing because I'm constantly need to be checking in with myself because that was a problem before I wasn't doing that before Mm -hmm. so I wasn't giving my body what it needed but anyway long story short Cassie's been helping me with some of my nutrition like we've been kind of obviously trading info with each other (laughs) like no way what why would we do that fix my skin please I know (laughs) I'm like fix my body please um but I through Cassie's evaluations and helping me realize that I was incredibly mineral deficient like whoa deficient and um so i started supplementing with um trace minerals probably in like christmas thanksgiving time but i wasn't like super consistent with it it wasn't like my daily vitamin situation and um part of that was um a a decent dosage of zinc and truth be told like i didn't really like the zinc tastes so weird it it tastes like furry yeah that's what we call it in nutritional therapy it really it's does. like furry um uh like t- t- almost like tangy a little not i don't even know i know and it doesn't taste like fuzzy, metal but fuzzy. it's like yeah it's it's like this weird it's like a mouth feel so unique almost. Yeah. yeah it's so unique and so it can only go in very specific well, pe- like drinks. the tell <laughs> with zinc too is i mean this is if you're if you're zinc deficient and you take like aqueous zinc and you swish it around in your mouth for like 30 seconds, the taste can build over that period of time. But if you taste nothing during that time, it's a pretty strong sign that you are incredibly zinc deficient. I guess who didn't taste anything for quite some time. But you do now. I so do I was going to say that's actually, that's a good sign. It is. It's a good sign. Like it's so, I mean, I, I've just, but the, the difference is, is in the last probably th- two to three weeks, I started to get really consistent because I realized that I just wasn't helping myself. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like I know what I could be doing to help my body. And I know how important zinc is now. And uh, so I started getting really consistent with it. And some of the health markers I'm looking for are things like good sleep, uh, less muscle tension. Because I have a really big problem. Like I feel like my shoulders are like coming up into my ears. And like I just get really weird muscle tension. I want deeper sleep. I want um, regular periods. I want a libido that's existent. And honestly, I feel like I've been working on one of those things like one at a time. And it's like my sleep has gotten really great and consistent, mostly because my children actually sleep now. Yay. So 
I feel like my my sleep is getting much more consistent. My period has, is very consistent, which I really appreciate. <laughs> um, and I feel like the quality of my period is like quality is the wrong word because it's like there's everybody's got different kinds. But I feel like it's consistent all the way through, which I appreciate. That's so exciting. It really, really is like I. Yeah. And so and my muscle tension has really like lessened. But honestly, that libido factor has been so elusive for like 10 years. Like <laughs> It's it. And I and I knew that that was kind of a health marker I needed to work on. But honestly, guys, when you are tired and you just are like, I can't think straight. Like it is the last thing that you really are thinking about. Is and so, but in the last, you know, as I've really like one at a time kicked these health markers down and been like, okay, I feel like I'm consistent in those areas. I've been like, all right, libido, it's time. I mean, I'm like, I'm 34 years old. I should have. Or I would like to have a very consistent libido. And so um, when I started to get really consistent with my uh, my zinc intake, I also started um, using cherry juice to kind of cut the flavor a little bit for me. And But it's been like sparkling water, you know, <laughs> a little bit of ice, a little bit of stevia, a little bit of zinc and trace minerals. That's like that was like my my quote unquote nightcap, you know, and that's an or kombucha or I put it in my kombucha and honestly, guys, I feel like there should be like a hooray in the background. I have felt so much more consistent. Like my husband's like, hi, there you are. (laughs) Like I'm feeling so much more like myself, especially in that factor of like, okay, I actually, I I have a libido. So that's so exciting. Well, and and cherry juice is like really great for melatonin production too. So I'm sure that's allowed you to get a little bit more in like a parasympathetic state and get better rest. Probably. Yeah. hundred percent. Like when I started looking into cherry juice, it was one of those, okay, well it can't hurt. And then it'll cut the flavor. Yeah. Like I honestly was just like, and it's like tart cherry juice specifically. Yeah, tart, and it's and, not from concentrate. There's nothing else in it. I think there's a little bit of apple juice in it. Yeah. But, um, so Alex it. from zesty ginger actually talks about this a lot. Mm. And in her, she shares about like the adrenal cocktail with orange and, um heavy cream and Ooh, all the salt all the himalayan salt you can handle like mm-hmm. that sort of thing too so that might be interesting i need to look into that but well because i know all my adrenals it. just whoa yeah i'll link to it in the show notes for you but do you know what zinc does it um it boosts your testosterone production and prevents testosterone being turned into estrogen by blocking like the enzyme that's responsible for that transition that makes so much so so it can actually really help if you're estrogen dominant and you have relatively low testosterone um which you may or may not know but you can kind of check the signs and that was for me. I didn't get my blood work done because truth be told, I'm taking all of my medical income and it's going towards my kids. Like yeah. I'm just not spending the money on myself, which I'm sure many of you can relate to, but <laughs> it just turned into like, well, I'm not, I'm not suffering. I, you know, and I've got some kids with mysterious issues that I really need to save my money for them and those issues. So, but it turned into following the signs, you know, I also have had a really hard time building muscle, which low t- testosterone yeah. would contribute to. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure, and I, I mean, started looking into those things, but I did not know that about zinc. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> so that's really where I'm at. I know that's kind of a random health update, but it's been a really exciting one for me because if you've been dealing with something for ten years, you just start to think that maybe I'm just not capable of having those feelings or being this way. And had a really interesting conversation with my mom that uh, was really um, eye-opening for me. The differences in maybe like 
decade change <laughs> age Gener- generational views yes, of, thank you of libido yeah, yeah like uh, i i just said i told her <laughs> kind of what i my revelation like things that i've been experiencing lately and how it's so exciting because i feel like it's a health marker and she was like i don't agree and i was like what what do you mean you don't agree? <laughs> she's she's like, going to listen to this. <laughs> she will. I know. <laughs> She'll know what I'm saying, though. But my mom is like, she's a, a child of the 70s. She's like, she was in college in the 70s, you guys. Like, late 60s, early 70s. She's like, I'm not sure if she wore a bra. Like, she was huge women's liberation. <laughs> like, my my mom has always been a huge champion for women can do anything. And and so it was really surprising when she was just like, I don't agree with you. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, a libido, like for me, is like always been kind of this health marker of like, I'd like to have it if, it, you know, it's like, and she goes, well, there's just, there's many women out there that just aren't interested. And I was like, well, I mean, that's fine if they want to live in that space, but I'm not, I don't want to live in that space. I remember what it was like to have a libido and I would kind of like to go back there if I could. And she was just like, well, I think sometimes it's okay to just be okay without having it. And I was like, wait, what? You got a right to a sex drive. Like, so I know. I was like, you have a right that is your that is your human right, right. <laughs> so anyway it just brought up a lot of thoughts in my head of like I guess not everybody views it that way mm-hmm. and I just want y'all to know that if that is something you want that's okay yeah and that's something I and it doesn't get talked about enough because it's a very private thing yeah I don't know anybody who doesn't want that I know but it is a very private thing and I know we're on this public platform but y'all like yeah it's also our platform if you (laughs) if you want those back you can strive for it and it's and i have been feeling like even my husband's so just like every other day who are you like what i mean zinc is one of those minerals that can be hugely transformative yeah it um it affects your like hormonal hormonal health your fertility like i said it can increase your testosterone naturally there's huge roles in zinc between like for both men and for women Mm -hmm. and men usually actually dump all of their zinc when they ejaculate and so you actually Mm. like interesting need to replenish zinc that's so interesting so if you are if the libido is up and you're being more sexually he needs some more zinc too that's so interesting because he has been because he's been watching my journey and he's just like would it hurt for me to have zinc and i'm like i highly doubt it no no he needs it like it's apparently he does (laughs) (laughs) but um it's also like involved in the creation and release of eggs um so for fertility it's huge oh wow um and then it's also like i said before it's needed for the production of of estrogen and progesterone in women which obviously both support reproductive health and libido and all of that so you're telling me it's really important for hormonal health for both sexes yeah it's also really important for immune function which we talked about that's we talked about that in the immune episode that's where i started was like oh i guess i need i think it all comes all the way back around because i feel like everything that supports your immune function also supports your hormone hormonal health like Mm -hmm. especially when you think about like the cascade and the adrenal pathway and um i just yes all the time talk about this stuff which i also know that i've had i've dealt with like crazy adrenal fatigue issues for such a long time but the one of the Kelsey's gonna laugh at me because I'm gonna bring this up again. So I, I started supplementing with creatine before I started working out. I think it was like last fall. And I can't remember how much it was, but it was definitely a lot. It was too much. And I was going off of some interesting advice. Just it was like, it can't hurt. So I dumped it in and about three days later, I was like, Cassie. I cannot keep my eyes open. Like, seriously, I don't know what my issue is. Like, I feel like somebody's pulling on my eyelids. Like, I don't, and she, and I was, and I said, well, I'm doing this new. And you were like, why? (laughs) 
and I was just like, I I was actually doing it for some like brain health, and I I'm this is clearly that I don't know anything about nutrition, and I was playing way too much with things I don't know anything about, so I cut it out, and it immediately went away, and and you were like, and you were like this, you know it creatine can definitely like not help people that are recovering from adrenal fatigue is what you told me and I went oh and I'm like but I've been feeling so good on the adrenal front and like stress front for like a couple years and you're like honey that's measured in years not months and I went oh my recovery is a much longer journey than I was thinking and and I realized that that moment so last fall I realized I wasn't helping myself even though I quote unquote felt better because I didn't feel as bad as I did before. Oh, how many times do we check ourselves on something and say like it could be worse? So many well, times. Your, your symptoms, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, you know, like um, I don't, you know, I don't need to prioritize myself for medical care. Like it could be worse. I don't need a libido. It's fine. Like, <clears throat> oh gosh. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. Yeah, you can function without one, but it's no fun. I mean, come on. I would argue. I, <laughs> um, I would yeah. argue otherwise. Anyways, so so that's what's well, going on with me, really. Dang, girl, I, that's so awesome. I'm I'm really glad to hear that you're having some resolution there. Yeah, you know, yeah, she, she knows how. Long well, it's I think been. also this spurs like we need to have someone on to talk about libido. Yes, let's do that. Yes, I will talk about it all day long. It's Let us know if things. you're here for it, you guys. Yeah. Today we are going to talk about all things overwhelm. Oh, okay. How do we get the <laughs> heck out of that space? Oh, that feels In like our a deep heads. hole. It's a scary place. I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Me I, too. I just, I want to always reiterate to you guys that when we bring up a topic like this, it's not because we have it figured out. Absolutely we not. Definitely don't. <laughs> We're just navigating it like you guys. So these are just some things that we've kind of picked up along the way that help us kind of recenter, reorganize, reprioritize, and just change how we're viewing a situation or how we're spending our time or what have you. And so I know this is something that everybody deals with for the most part. I mean, I used to think that massive amounts of things on a to-do list like didn't phase me at all. I, I, it was amazing. I was like, oh, I'm invincible, right? I'm invincible. Here we go with the Enneagram 8 again. <laughs> super. I'm, my superpower is superpower. Mm. So, but I, what I didn't realize was when... Um, I would get into that place where like you're, you're charging ahead, you're firing, firing on all cylinders. You're like kicking butt on your to-do list. You're kicking your goals in the teeth. Like you are (laughs) busting it out and everything's going great. And then all of a sudden it's like hard stop. Like, yeah. Whoa. And for me, I feel so, I feel like a failure in that moment. I feel so debilitated and part of this is like personally for me, like my Enneagram nine wing, mm. when you have this massive list of choices and a to do list can often look like a massive list of choices. Right. Mm-hmm. That it's the the decision fatigue is there. Right. There's yeah. overwhelm. And I feel like this is one of the things that we get ourselves into as entrepreneurs, especially like even if you have a side hustle or maybe you don't, maybe you've got maybe careers got things you want to accomplish. Maybe you've got like a career and family and hobbies and relationships, all sorts of things. We all have this massive to-do list, but I never expected to go into this space thinking that I would have an unending to-do list. That it would never end. It will never end. I remember being in college. I think we joked about this on our relationships episode with the boys, Mm -hmm. but I remember being in college and my husband asking me, 
like, okay, well, when are you going to be done with your homework? They're like, (laughs) yeah, when are you available? And I I would literally be like, never. It's never done. (laughs) York, stop saying it. And that was what it was to go to Linfield. Like the homework was never done. Never. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he finally, he adjusted how he asked me. And he would, Smart man. he would be like, okay, when is a good stopping point for you? Ooh, reframing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to ask myself that, right? Yep. He actually taught me that. Thank you, husband. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> but I, all of that to say, I think, you know, I think this is probably true for pretty much everybody out there. We have this to-do list that will never end. There's mm-hmm. always something to be done. So how do we stop? How do we stop? How do we take time for rest? And that's something I'm really trying to navigate right now, mm-hmm. trying to reframe how I think about rest. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for me. And this is, I mean, really recently has been a massive issue for me, just this kind of hard stop where like everything's going great. Everything's like in autopilot it's amazing and i'm just i work everything's growing and i love it and then i'm like birch like breaks on i'm overwhelmed what do i do and kind of reaching that point of burnout yeah and so what we really want to talk about today is like how do we prevent the burnout from happening again mm-hmm. and if it happens again how do we recognize it how do we recognize it mm-hmm. how would we how do we reframe yep and kind of reset the whole situation well um, and i want to talk about for a second the fact that i can relate but i'm a two three wing Right. Like there's something about being a three wing with wanting to accomplish goals. Like I love crushing things. I hate that phrase, but man, does it feel good? <laughs> Threes are the achievers. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I have a pretty hard three wing. And I know that because my dad's a hard three and we were he and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. And it was it made me I can't remember where I read it. I think it was either it was something Ian Cron did. It was like he talked about threes being um when they can't see the path to get something done is when they have to like turn away they have to like bury their head it's it's like oh my word like and it's not because of how much it's because I've got this thing I'm gonna get it but I don't know how to get there I don't know how you know when that that stage of like I don't know how to start or I started and now what which is another form of overwhelm I think it's not not necessarily volume but like how do I get where I'm going? Mm. And I absolutely do that. If I have something I want to accomplish and it either scares me, which means it's probably worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> if it either scares me or it's so big that I don't know where to start, I usually turn away from it. And I don't want to do that because then I'm not living the life I want to live. I'm not, you know, that's when frustration kicks in for me, but I don't know why. Like I'm dissatisfied with things and I don't know why and so I mean and that fear is there for a reason yeah with those things you want to accomplish right and it's it's a matter of not like running the other way and just kind of leaning into it and asking Mm -hmm. like why is that there yes like am I fearing this because I don't know the path right or should I fear this for some reason some other reason yeah Yeah. and I I still that (laughs) phrase of like fears really just it's not a real thing Mm. You know, a lot of times that feeling is just fear of fear. And, you know, it's like I, I, I really resonated with that because every time I have overcome something that I was scared of, quote unquote, I'm giving air quotes right now because everything that's ever scared me, actually, as I was accomplishing it and I was getting past it and I was like doing the thing and it, it felt exhilarating. Mm. I was like, I'm doing the thing, you know, whether it was just something kind of silly or something really big or, you know, there's just something about being able to 
push past those things, which I think sometimes fear can be overwhelmed because, you know, it's all kind of travels in the same circle. So I resonate with this topic just because I I have gotten better at setting boundaries. Like that's something I've really worked hard on because that's the hallmark of twos. They can't set boundaries. But when you do that, you start to laser focus in on things and then that's when things started to go bad for me. And that's when I started to go, ah, uh, you know, all the indecision and the fear started to kick in when I started really laser focusing myself in. Mm. And so I, I relate just slightly different because it's not the, that's not, um, all the to do. It's the, huh, there's this one thing I really want to, hmm, but I don't know how to, <laughs> you know? So anyway, I, I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I feel like we can all, resonate with this in some capacity and sometimes we need more than just someone to say yes it exists because we're saying that 100 it totally exists those feelings are valid we get you <laughs> but we want to give you more than just like the validation like here what can we do about it you know so. well always practical always, always practical <laughs> with no brevity always practical <laughs> <laughs> you're right uh, well we like a little storytelling with our practical over here <laughs> So I, I love that. I love your perspective, too, because I think that's so important. It's not just always, like you said, volume, right? Sometimes maybe the volume is small, mm-hmm. but the path is unclear and that's overwhelming. So I think yep. what creates overwhelm and burnout for each of us can be so different. And it's not just based on, obviously, your Enneagram type. It's based on your career path and what your life looks like, your lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. So totally. um, I think a really good thing to do, I love timelines, love timelines okay like think about times in your life where you've gotten really overwhelmed and you've had this huge hard stop you know because maybe you know hindsight's a lot easier to figure out (laughs) so can you look back and think what are some times in my life where I had that like hard stop and I felt really overwhelmed and I got super stuck and what was it that made me feel stuck like what were the circumstances around that and maybe be able to get kind of like a higher level view of what's oh boy I I'm just, just thinking realized out loud right now. I just realized something when you said that I went oh because we're all gonna have different triggers right yeah so mm-hmm. anyways wow okay so one of the things that really helps me keep from like collapsing from exhaustion and overwhelm <laughs> um is time blocking a ton and this is something I know I know to time block but I like day block if that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. so like I will allow and this is something my friend Katie Grace um from Katie Grace Photography um she's incredible with systems and taught us at our mastermind teach me the weekend right she's incredible um but taught us at our mastermind weekend was just the thought process of like are you giving yourself like a creative day where there's no no parameters around that within your your business like nope are you are you allowing for those so this is kind of in that category right how do we organize our priorities and decide you know when to focus on certain things so I have Mm -hmm. a day where I focus on like quick actionable items like um admin work it's like send this thing send this email reply to this thing send this gift to a client it's more like like day categories yeah and then you know another day it'll be like oh we're doing social media posts today yes and another day it'll be recipe testing or whatever it is you know for your individual self but for me for the longest time I tried to time block 
each day, which works great for some people, right? Mm -hmm. It'll be like, okay, from 10 to two, I'm working on this. And then from two to five, I'm working on this. I can't do that. I did try that that switch is so hard for me. Mm -hmm. And that really drove home for me something else that we're going to mention. And that is multitasking does not work for me. And even Mm -hmm. having to switch your brain from one gear to the next does not work. And I think this is like, I get so I channel so much advice and energy from people who work in like graphic design or writers because the way that they create that sacred space for themselves to be able to do like their actual creative work, mm-hmm. the inspirational stuff that they share, the all of that kind of stuff. I'm just like amazed at how they don't give themselves like, here's my start time. Here's my stop time. Here's my, you know, this is the, it's, it's so much more loose and there's nothing else that they have to do that day. Nothing. Yeah. No requirements. Like they set up tons of boundaries. So there's no one relying on them. Like mm-hmm. that's genius. And it took me a long time to realize that I even had a creative component in what I did. Same. Right. Which is stupid. Cause I make, I do makeup <clears throat> like tutorials. I mean, that's such that a is, creative thing. It's like, art. Dude. It is. It's it really art. Is. <laughs> So I think I think it's been something that both you and I have tried to figure out, Okay, well, how do I make this work for me? Especially recently. Yeah, especially recently. And it turns out for me, time blocking, you know, day by day is much easier for me. And I actually have gotten so much more done. Mm-hmm. Even with having the internet gone at my house, which is bonkers. <laughs> I actually listened to a really interesting episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug another podcast right now because it's so it. good. This is the Armchair Expert. So good. We both love that. I've been. I mean, if you guys heard me talk about it in our previous couple episodes, like I absolutely love that favorite. Podcast. Favorite on favorite. But specifically, the episode with Kevin Hart was Ooh. so good because that man does so much it's insane i mean he's got like real estate and media and digital marketing i I mean he he has um heart industries or heart like this and heart this and heart that and all these different and i'm just like oh and he makes movies and has brand partnerships like nike and i mean how does a man do it and they discussed it and it was really interesting hear him talk about what he's doing to be able to accomplish all the things he's like first of all I surround myself with people that are going to help me and not hinder me um which for some people like might need to hear that because uh, it's it's kind of a hard thing to hear when you know head over to the toxic relationships yeah, episode for sure <laughs> but it's something that really resonated with me in this aspect was is that he is like when I'm with my family I am a hundred percent with my family when I am working on this creation I am a hundred percent in that and he's like and there's no room to do that he, he's like sometimes it's long blocks of days where I'm a hundred percent in this and I tell my family I'll see you in three days <laughs> like he has to do that because mm-hmm. he's you know travels and yada yada I, obviously I'm not going to do it that way but it made me think about it in regards to my life and it's like am I a hundred percent in this when I'm doing it no I think it's really easy to feel like you've got one, at least one toe, if not one foot mm-hmm. out the door in most Everything. things that you're doing. And one of the exercises that's actually really helped me is taking a moment and just thinking about, okay, if what are the things that take over my brain and keep me from being able to do whatever time blocked tasks? All of those things go in the admin day. So if it's like little to do list things that are just like, because I get mm-hmm. bogged down by volume. That's what that's me. Like I can actually I know the path. I know what to do. 
Like, yeah, that's not a problem for me. What's a problem for me is actually doing it because I allow all the little tiny things that add up to distract me. Mm-hmm. And so and overwhelm me with decision mm-hmm. fatigue and all the things. So if I have something on my creative day where I'm like, oh, I can't get I can't in this creative space until I get this other thing done. That thing automatically gets added to my weekly task list on my admin day. Yes. So that's something that works really well for me. Yeah, this has been working for me as well. So I, I can, love that. I need mm-hmm. to listen to that episode. It's I'm gonna listen to it episode. on my drive home today. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, it was I such an Kevin entertaining Hart. episode. Okay, well, let's talk about multitasking then. Um, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> stop multitasking. It's not working. Like if you think like writing an email while you're like talking on the phone and then like checking dinner and this is like How exhausting motherhood. Oh, right? yes. Good Lord. I mean, parenthood, I should say. Yeah. Um, your brain is like constantly switching from task to task and back again. Your brain cannot do all of these things at the same time. It can, time. but not well. <laughs> and so you're not doing them well. Yeah. You're not doing them and well. And then you have that conversation with yourself later of like, God, I could have done not I didn't remember any of that phone conversation at all because I was trying to do this other thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, stop multitasking and this goes back to the time blocking thing right Wait. block out your tasks you have to tell them about what you've been doing with your phone about putting on do not disturb oh shoot I mean basically my phone is on do not disturb the entire day mm-hmm. I don't look at notifications until pockets of time where I'm batching and going in and responding to Instagram comments and whatever and if I have my phone open like the do not disturb doesn't it's not in action right it's just when when it's it's in standby or everything Mm -hmm. when it's locked and so um i don't get phone calls throughout the day i don't like sorry if you're trying to call me i'm not going to answer and if it's important to leave a message exactly so i and again this is because for me i allow myself to get incredibly distracted but i will turn off do not disturb mode on those times where i'm multitasking a little bit so let's say i'm driving i can answer like a voicemail I can call somebody back I can you know little things and I'll get started with that call before I start driving and mm-hmm. whatever um or I can respond to a voxer message from someone because that's very easy for me to do if it's a voice message so little things like that I, I will do some multitasking and kind of turn my do not disturb off and try to take care of it right away but it's such a balance of trying to if I allow myself to just take care of stuff right away every single I will never do anything right I, and I have notifications I going off space. like crazy from oh, between Instagram and Facebook and Voxer notifications. I mean, when I turn my do not disturb on, I mean, Voxer is our primary tool for communication between team members on Beauty Counter. And I will have 50 messages in like a two hour span of time, depending on if it's in a group message or something like that. And so I'll have to go in and I'll sweep everything, reply back to everybody and then turn the do not disturb or, you know, lock my screen and move on to the next task. So that's actually really been helping me. And I, I got that tip from um, Beth Bricky, actually, Beth Manos Bricky from mm. Tasty Yummies. She was talking about it in her Instagram stories. And she's like, dude, I just put my phone on do not disturb while I am doing stuff. Um, and then the other thing is I'm trying to communicate better with the people that rely on me, mm. my family, my team that kind of thing to say, Hey, like, listen, this is my creative day. I'm not available this day. This is not, or on weekends, I'm not available as much during these days. It's that sort of thing. So just, you know, like you said, setting boundaries around that too. Yeah. And I, mine's similar <clears throat> in the fact that I can't turn my phone off because my kiddos are at school and that I'm the primary contact and yeah. I get called pretty often because there's always something going on with tummies or this. Or but you could turn your phone on do not disturb when your family is home. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I, but what I, what I started doing, because it gives me great anxiety to do that when my kids are not with me, because there's been many times where I've had to like quickly get there and, um, or it's like time sensitive of some kind anyway. So it just brings me too much anxiety. It does not restful for me. So what I started doing is I started turning off my notifications for major apps. Like I turned off notifications for Facebook, Instagram, Voxer, and I just turn off the notifications for it. Uh, and then I manually go in and check them because let's face it, if somebody's contacting you on those, it's not time sensitive. No, it's not. It's always no. going to be there. People do not need to hear from you right away. And if you do yeah. respond to them right away, you're creating an expectation that you will respond right away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, it was the seeing it on my phone. I'm like, oh. Like I need to, I need to look at that. What's well, going to pull your attention? Yeah. And I, and I don't need that. And I, I challenged myself to do it for a, a 10 day period and I just never stopped about three weeks ago. Love it. And so that was kind of the same for me. Mm-hmm. I thought the do not disturb thing was going to drive me nuts, but I was like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> I love that so much. In fact, that actually brings me to this one. Uh, cut out anything that's not a priority. Yes. Like that is actually in a really like big really deal for me. really ask yourself, does this actually need to be done? Laser focus, people. right? What tasks are like? Do you overcomplicate? What overcomplicates what you're doing and doesn't add value? Mm-hmm. Um, what can you postpone for a few weeks? That right there for me is the thing that I give myself room for. Mm-hmm. You know, if I've got a big project I'm working on and it needs to be the priority and it's like time sensitive, great. But if it's like a creative project that's not time sensitive and I can put it back, I'm going to put it back. It's OK. I can. It's OK. Yeah, it's OK. It is OK. Enneagram threes. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you should be able to like cross out a pretty good chunk of your to do list by answering those questions. Mm hmm really honestly is it actually a priority for me it was also a anything that's not up that i don't have to do Mm. if somebody else can delegate yeah if somebody else can or if it's if it makes sense to delegate to that person yes in some regard give it to them and then literally you have to mentally walk away yes that i didn't realize how much i was mentally trying to control the situation and always just be on top of things and so for me it was cutting out things that didn't need to be a priority well and like you said didn't need to be done by you so this is great so another point is to like really lean on others and delegate when you can truth is this is actually really hard for both of us (laughs) yeah i'm getting Um, better but i yeah i mean it's the honestly if you go back to the enneagram like this is the nature of an eight and it's not because it's because i don't think anything's going to get done right unless i do it that is my oh, true belief. And guess what? It's a big fat it lie. It is such a bad lie. You got to yeah. be okay with good enough. I was just having this discussion with my mm-hmm. husband the other day. Like the difference of like his cor- version of correct and my version of correct when it came to like a task. Mm-hmm. And I, he, we both were like, we'll never like think that the other one, like that this is just fundamentally different for us. Like this is a perfect example. So my husband's cooking more. I love him. Thank you, honey, for cooking more. Because truth be told, like the Cook Once Eat All Week book has absolutely changed my life. Dude, shout out to Cassie Joy. Oh my If you guys gosh. haven't picked up this book, do I, it. Right now. Like it it, it will help your overwhelm when it comes to <laughs> yes. meal prep and planning. It has freed up so much decision making in my life. But but in, in this realm, what it's done for me is it's allowed me to um 
I've, I've done all the shopping, but I didn't do all the thinking, done all the shopping, done most of the prep. And it's like, this is the recipe on this page today. Like I got sick on Monday. I cook on Monday and I, I don't get sick very often, but it was the kind where it was like, Cassie was like, go to bed. And I'm like, oh, OK, I'm going to listen. And I did. I went you to bed. You gave me your list of symptoms and I was like, bye. <laughs> I was, I was in a coffee shop when she said that. I'm like, okay, I'm going home. So anyway, because it was one of those like, uh, I can't tell if I'm sick or what. what anyway, but I did. I put, I parked it. I put mm. myself to bed and I did. I slept really good. But all I did is I texted my husband. I said, I'm cooking from page 312. Okay. Here's the, here's the recipe. I had a picture of it because I take pictures when I'm going shopping. So I know what I'm doing. And, um, and off I went and he, and he cooked it. And it was so funny, but I realized something is that the past me would have been like, make sure you set the oven to the right temperature. Make sure you use both of the squashes and no, just read the recipe. And I finally was just like, okay, Jen, I'm this one. It's a little insulting on his intelligence. He's doing fine. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I probably need to tell myself that a lot. <laughs> so, but the funny thing was, is that his priorities and mine are slightly different like I'm like I'm gonna do this recipe and I'm gonna like like because I'm a recipe reader Cassie's not but I, I'm like I'm gonna do the recipe and um, my husband is like I'm gonna put dinner out on time mm, so if I gotta cut corners I'm gonna do it exactly efficiency exactly Josh is the same way exactly yeah I'm efficiency. like stop cutting listen you cannot cut corners with how much you salt something <laughs> it's either there or it's not buddy like, <laughs> like you if it says to brown it you gotta brown it it's not <laughs> gonna taste as good like oh that's he, so yeah. funny. it's but that's like the chef in me too i'm like you don't skip that step <laughs> there are no corners to be cut whenever i read a recipe that says and this is a, a lot in the cook once eat all week book it's like hey it's a time savings if you don't want to take like your giant brisket and brown each side of it you know before you put in and i was like no you don't skip that step like <laughs> don't you dare well i'm glad you said that because i haven't done that week yet it so. actually makes a really big difference okay anytime Definitely you throw a roast in to slow cook you Brown. sear that thing beforehand okay with some salt okay okay okay, okay. i'm done because okay, that's, that's gonna be on my total super side super note. side note but it made me realize <clears throat> something that because i sat down and i i mean i think i had like four bites of food because i was like i was testing to see how it was going to do for me and he looked at me and he was like i'm sorry i definitely didn't use the right amount of squash like spaghetti squash in here he's like i it was on the list to buy two spaghetti squash and he bought one and he just didn't i did that on a spaghetti squash week too it was good everything's really good anyway but he, it was one of those and i just looked at him and i'm like i'm just so thankful you cooked like past me would have been like why didn't you just read the recipe why didn't you read the list and i was just like i don't know if i'm that evolved yet <laughs> i <laughs> my husband is like really known for reading a grocery list with a filter like he and he i have to expect that he'll forget five things on the list yeah, oh, I, and then i, I, I will text too, him though. after i send him a list and be like get all of the things please on this list please and i'm so he's a nine also so i'm very specific i will be like get the organic grape tomatoes in the little plastic container like, yes and make sure he looks at the tomato and he's like which ones are great which ones are i don't know what's happening yeah anyways but, <laughs> but i'm learning and but you're asking for help yes and you accepted mm -hmm. it even though even it though was it a different it. standard than what you would do but i emotionally accepted it yeah, too. like that's, that's what I'm new saying. that's new 
That's awesome. So I'm not saying like by no means am I like really good at this. People. I just we're evolving. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Mm. That's actually really big. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. I honestly for me, like asking for help is really hard for me to do because I also don't want to like burden anyone else mm-hmm. um with extra to do list stuff because I hate it when people do that to me. Like mm-hmm. don't put me on your to do list <laughs> without con like giving me control over whether i'm on Such it or not uh uh-uh, no Mm-mm. so i i hesitate to ask for help because i'm like too give it to but me. there are people who want to help <laughs> I'm right too. i'm like give it to me so and i mean I'm like, I, wait no no wait <laughs> i even do this with a podcast i'm like no i can ask genevieve to do that like it's okay but sometimes i know before you tell me uh, often <laughs> listen often <laughs> i love that about us. also 99 oh, of the time um but i this has been actually really big for me is stepping out and being like like, again, you know, what are my priorities? What do I not need to do? Like, here's an example. What do I not need to do? Clean my house. I don't need to do that. I can pay somebody to do that. It's, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Or, you know, maybe you can trade with somebody to do that or, or whatever your, your it is. Kids but just like, get older. Stand it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you have chores. Um, also, they have different standards than you, though. So, like, oh, their let clean me tell is you, not our clean. The amount of dirty dishes I still find that didn't get really cleaned well before they got put in the dishwasher and then still get put away are astounding. Oh, I cannot. I can't with this. Um, <sighs> Growing human beings. But <laughs> one of the things that's really um, fueled my fire in asking for help and delegating better is is cultivating community. Like, I mm-hmm. think we really have to realize that when you include other people in on what you're doing, they get to also be included in on the achievement of that thing. The growth. The yeah. growth, the mm-hmm. the community. And so like that collaborative space, I think is something we all want and we all really need to live in. And so I uh, am trying to think of it that way because community is a top core value for me. So I try to think of it that way when I'm delegating. That's smart. So anyways, um, here another one that I want to touch on is figuring out how to prioritize your competing values. It is tough. And I think it's really hard to believe that your values can compete, but the, sometimes yeah. that they do. Um, and I think here's the real, real, like Greg Renfrew, CEO of Beauty Counter always says like, you can do everything, but just not at all at once. So mm-hmm. like you can be, you can have a badass business. You can be, you know, the CEO, you can be a mom, you can be super healthy, whatever it is, but like you can't do everything at the same time. And I love that she says that. And I always say, you know, to, to her point, like you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. And you can certainly not do everything at the same time. I think that was Kevin Hart's whole point. I love that. Yeah. It's like yeah, when you fo- you're there, it's you're 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a hundred percent into the thing you're doing. I don't like when um, people limit me and they're like, well, and I think, do I think a like, lot of, really? <laughs> I think a lot of really incredible CEOs out there will say that to you. Yeah. Like focus on one thing at a time, be a hundred percent into that, move it off. You're done. Move on to the next thing. And maybe that's like, you know, obviously like hanging out with your family is not something you're gonna like move on from, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you know, there are times for it and yes. that's okay. And so this is something that, really resonates with me. I think for any of us that are kind of multi-passionate, it's really hard to accept that you can't always juggle work and personal and creative projects and extra education and housework and friendships and errands and meeting with your accountant (laughs) and taking your kids to dance class Mm -hmm. or whatever it is like book club um trying to write an entire cookbook like oh my word (laughs) blog like Mm -hmm. i don't know grow an empire you can't do all that stuff at the same time uh and that's been something for me that i really had 
to take a step back and slow down and ask the ask the question like what are my competing values like for me right now my competing values are like growing a kind and incredible little boy and and building an empire the building an empire has to slow so that I can lay the foundation I want to lay with that child. And that's where my priorities are. Because when that time passes, that time passes. It's gone. You don't get it back. Yeah. I want some, Can't I, I want to cuddle. I want to like mm-hmm. have some chats. I want to mm-hmm. go on all the hikes and the walk. And so I had to take a step back and, and say, you know what, Cassie, it's okay if this dream takes a little longer than what you planned. Because guess what? It ain't your plan anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness I honestly think that that has been a, a really important thing for me because as an Enneagram 2 we have a terrible time setting boundaries and until I, I I felt it but I didn't know how to I didn't know how to put words to it until I learned more about my Enneagram type 2 and something about being able to define it more deeply on what my issue was be, because you were talking about prioritizing your competing values that's just another way of really putting words and parameters around feelings and things that are important to you and but I, I think that we we started talking about values a few weeks ago in our mastermind that you'd started me in and it, it really made me go what are my values like what am I driven by like I I understand what's important to me but what is that value and because it's like my family drives me 100% but what's that value like what started that like where did that come from Mm. you know and like having that conversation with yourself allowing yourself to um, really define your values was kind of part of your why you know you're really defining those things can be life-changing then taking the time to sit down and do it just can really change everything. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that so much. I I struggle with that too. Like this I'm actually, I'm good at setting boundaries, but taking mm-hmm. the time to actually decide like okay, what actually is important to me because guess what everything can't be. Yeah. This actually leads me to another spot too where we talked about you don't have to give up on the things you love. Mm-hmm. This has also resonated with me as well, but seeing it in such a neat sentence like that makes a lot of sense because you know, you've heard me talk about my dance fitness class that I go to once a week. It is a non-negotiable. I go, I mean, there have been times where my mom, it did not make sense for her to like give up something that she was doing so I could go to my dance fitness class, whether it was like take care of my kiddos or and she knows how important it is to me now because it's more like mental health and physical. It's kind of both. But well, and when you prioritize something, your family will help you prioritize it, too, especially if you make that clear. Yeah. And I explained why. And I was and she and it was wonderful to be able to prioritize that and finding the community that's within those groups of people that show up to that class and like. I'm realizing that I do love to dance. I love music. I love that. Like there's something about that group energy that just revitalizes me every week. I love that your group dance fitness situation (laughs) is the day before you have your creative day. Yep. It's so good. It's kind of purposeful, actually. <laughs> um, it was because Wednesdays are kind of my my reset day. It's my I'm I mean it's when I'm not in dance fitness. It's actually like my housework day. It's like my get stuff done around the house day because my kids schedule. It, I I can't get I can't get anything creative done because I can't get into that creative mode. There's just too much going on. So I'm just like you know what this is gonna turn into task day, and um. There's something really beautiful about just getting stuff done that it seems like it's looming over you. Well, in the very middle of the week, too. Exactly. And yeah, and it's like it flows my week really beautifully. And so mm-hmm. it's just, and, but realizing I don't have to give up on something I love like dance class because um, ultimately there's lots of other things I could be doing 
lots of other things because my that dance fitness class is literally right smack in the middle of when my kids are gone so I can't accomplish anything else it kind of gets in the way if I looked at it that way but I don't I love that class it is the priority yeah and it's it's yeah so I, I think realizing you know what is important to you is part of also figuring out what you love and what's a non-negotiable and I'm not talking about you love your business. You love your family. You love these things That's that you're like building. That's like a duh. We know yeah. that. No, I'm talking about what lights you up. Reading, mm. reading a book. Going for a hike. Making, being yes. in nature. Sitting in a hammock. Like, I mean, really, like, what what is it for you? Crafting, like, uh, watching my mom. My my mom's been an excellent example for me on this. She, she's an anagram four. And she's always identified herself as an artist. And she's always taught me, I always thought it was self-care and it kind of is, but it's also a form of like getting to know yourself, get to know yourself, do the things you love. It's like make space for that. And she's like, this is not a selfish thing. This is a necessity. I mean, she's been telling me that since I was, I, I can't even remember when she wasn't telling me that. Like she's, it's always been, what do you love? Let's explore. Cause she's always loved like helping us like fill up our life uniqueness is very important to enneagram force and it was so fun for her because she she didn't think she wanted to be a mother Mm. and she waited almost 10 years to have her first kid after she got married ditto anita now i know why we get along so well (laughs) and so when she and she's like honestly the joy of my life has been watching my children find things they're passionate about and supporting them and those things well and she loves stepping into that uniqueness mm-hmm. with you and really showing you like what you do that's so valuable and so different yeah that's something that any grand fours are really gifted at recognizing oh, in other people get yourself a four in your life guys a healthy four. A healthy four <laughs> oh healthy anything but a yeah. healthy anything <laughs> yes so uh a couple other things i wanted to just mention um are really this idea of like how do we work in some daily stuff other than time blocking right right because a lot of this is like okay stop and reset how do we work in some really good daily stuff to help us kind of get reconnected you know what are these daily anchors that really help us stay grounded so for some people it's meditation um and meditation is really hard for me because if I have like a deadline looming I'm like how do I stop I can't stop if I stop like it's gonna guess what (laughs) you can and if you do like it's Every, a beautiful thing. It's still going to get done. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. So that's something I've been realizing is like if I rest, it's all still going to be okay. But this is like exercise, water, sleep, taking your vitamins, eating nourishing foods, okay, no, stop. organizing those, your schedule, having a great amazing. morning routine. <laughs> this is the hard part for me is yeah. all of those sound amazing. And I've, I've had to um, ebb and flow and decide what's important to me in this time. So it's like the things that keep you grounded now may change in a few weeks. Um, yeah. Months, Check in with even. yourself. Yes. Check in with yourself. Like, what are your non-negotiables? I like to do this on a monthly basis. Like, what are what's my what are my health goals for the month? Like, what do I want to focus on? Um, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? How am I doing? Yeah. Am I meeting myself where I'm at? That's how am I interacting with others? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. The other thing that um, my friend Jess from Jess Hold a Space, she's just like a genius human, and she's going to be on the podcast very soon. <laughs> um, she talks a lot about celebrating the small wins each day. So like after she's accomplished like her three non-negotiable tasks, she's like, I'm going to give myself a reward. So maybe it's like 10 minutes of reading time or it's rest or it's a facial or it's, you know, whatever it is for every individual person, like those rewards feel different. Um, But like find some way to celebrate it. And that to me is huge because 
to me, small wins are nothing, right? I'm like, and they're huge, right? They add up. They yeah. mean progress. Like, it's a good thing. But, it's one step but on I, a thousand I'm like, mile journey. I'm like, um, <laughs> what do you mean? I, I don't have like 100K followers on Instagram yet. I'm not going to celebrate having 10K. Like, that's dumb. <laughs> so anyways but it's just it's stuff like that where you like when you want to like take over the universe yeah the little things you have to figure out a way to celebrate those things because that's what makes up the big journey or the tiny things it's the same thing with those beautiful small moments it really is a form of gratitude and we've heard yes we did a whole episode yes we did a whole episode talking about that and like the physical actual benefits of having gratitude in your life and think about it if you're having gratitude for yourself imagine what that's doing for your body oh yes you know so good so definitely yeah celebrating the small wins and really practicing gratitude and the last thing i would say and this is something that I think is incredibly important is like really stopping getting perspective checking in with yourself on a regular basis and reconnecting with your why so you're saying like I'm journal yes and I hesitate (laughs) to say that because I hate journaling I saw the hesitation on your face (laughs) Uh, and this this is what has been a very big picture thing for me to do um one of the actions that I do when I'm like, I need, I know I need to be like really gentle with myself and kind of calm that inner critic. Cause man, that voice is real loud. Um, those feelings of inadequacy of failure of, of not doing enough of missing out all of those things that kind of crop up. Um, one of the, one of the exercises that I want to leave with you guys today, that is not of my, my doing or my thought process at all. And it's something that we did at our mastermind retreat weekend, um, with Brianne Wick from Bright and company brave your podcast uh, one of my close friends she's amazing go there um but one of the things that she kind of played on is this Brene Brownism, where she has you stop and this is like a conversational thing that she suggests too but to just write down or out say out loud the story I'm telling myself is the flip side of what we did was at the at the retreat was the lie I'm telling myself oh, is. you had me do this that was really like whoa and I was like oh okay so like <laughs> be really honest with yourself like what is your inner critic saying hmm. what's your inner critic saying and when you when you admit this and you put it down on paper you have to believe that it cannot be 100% accurate it's not true. It always feels it's ridiculous. It's a lie you're telling yeah. yourself. So the lie you're telling yourself is that you're not good enough, is that no one cares about what you have to say or, you know, whatever it is. We've all got these things that we have in that inner critic. Um, but this is what turns on overwhelm for me. Man, when I'm in that space where I'm like, nobody gives a shit about what I'm saying or what I'm doing or, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It's just it's, you know, why am I even trying, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I have to get in that space where I'm like, okay, the lie I'm telling myself is, and then the flip side is, but the truth is this, which is usually the opposite of what you were thinking. The lie I'm telling myself is blank. And the truth is blank. So that's a really good journaling exercise that I've been doing. And like, be really honest, be super transparent, be disgustingly vulnerable, coming from an eight, vulnerability. <laughs> disgustingly vulnerable. Um, I'm like beautifully vulnerable. Like I started journeying these feelings and it's been a really big game changer for me. But this gets back to kind of reconnecting with your why. Like it allows you to get perspective and really focus on in on those like bigger picture actions, thoughts, feelings, all of those things. Like, and when I say reconnected with your why, like why the F are you on this planet? Yeah. What is your life's meaning? What is your 
purpose, what lights you up, right? Mm -hmm. And going back to, are the things that I'm doing and prioritizing supporting that? Mm -hmm. And a real conversation I had to have with myself was like, oh, these three things on my to-do list are not doing that for me. But yet I'm putting them at the top of the priority list. Laser focus, baby. Why? Laser focus. Why? So I think think we'll just leave you with that. (laughs) Some journaling exercises. If you guys do this, Please, please, please share. Oh, please tag us. We'd love to see your journey. Expanding on this. Oh, yes. In the future. So. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Let's check these wave legs. Hero. Looking good. Um, can you talk for a little bit longer? I can talk for as long as you want me to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I ha- like, well, I could be completely wrong because I know nothing about sound engineering. You might project better than I do. I project, but also it'll be like quiet and you think it's fine when I'm like doing my chill voice. And then and it goes up, up and I'm like, <laughs> then I'm pissed about like toxins in personal care products and I'm yelling. <laughs> Bad regulation in the US. <laughs> oh, we go now. <laughs> Sorry. Almost broke out a kid's song. Sorry. Okay. Stop it. Please don't. Motherhood's bleeding in. Okay. If you feel like you want to quote Frozen right now, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not let it go. It was, you know. It was like wheels on the bus or something like that. <laughs> what? I don't know. Just oh, popped in. so random. Can I just say as a total side note, I'm really glad that you found another buddy within my friend's sphere that loves Disney. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, it's not me. It ain't not me. me. I won't. It just won't ever be that person I've for you. I accepted that. I accepted that pretty early on. I That's was like, it's not going to happen. That's good. <laughs> That's I love good. it. <laughs> I'm really feeling the bloopers today. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to not laugh and I'm going to get started.